Hello, queen, and welcome to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara, also known as Spiritual Hype Woman, and I am your best friend for your spiritual journey. You are in the right place if you are ready for transformational conversations to connect with your truest self. My hope is that you grow more authentically aligned with a lot of hype from me along the way. Let's grow together and live a more purpose-driven life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I am a little nervous and excited to finally be recording my spiritual journey, how I came into the world of spirituality and what got me excited to fall down this path of spiritual learning, the spiritual awakening process and everything like that. So I'm going to cover as much as I can. And if I need to spend a little more time in my current state of learning right now in the last two years or so, I will absolutely do a part two of this, but I want to see how far I can get in the episode and see if we can keep it under 40 minutes. We're going to try our best. So I hope you're excited. This is something that was, I put a poll on my Instagram story, seeing what you were interested in hearing next. And it was overwhelming. That spiritual journey in the story was huge to go through. So I'm going to start just very basic. I'm going to cover it in like little sections from like being six to 15 to 15 to 20 and then 20 to 28. So kind of breaking it down into more digestible chunks so you can kind of have an overview and that keeps me a little bit more on track. So I'm not spending too much time in one particular age bracket. So from the time I was a young girl, I was so deeply fascinated with all things magic. Not even before Harry Potter had come out, which I think it came out when I was eight or nine, maybe even 10. I believe I was nine, if I'm not mistaken. And I always had a thing about magic and fairies and Atlantis, the you name it, anything that was magic oriented, I found myself so intrigued by, I would always have these little, these funny little situations that would come up where I would see that a storm would be rolling in, but I would like wish really hard and snap my fingers and the rain would start pouring down. Or if I wanted the rain to stop, you know, I would, and obviously these could be coincidental, but like just when you're a kid, they're really cool experiences. Like for example, I'm thinking of a song in my head and it would be the next one on the radio. Like I'm already singing the beginning of the song that would be next up on the radio. Things like that happened to me all the time as a kid. And I loved having those little magical experiences because I felt like it brought me so much creativity and open-mindedness to what could be. So I was a quirky kid, like I said, like I loved looking up folklore, even from like the Loch Ness Monster to Bigfoot to if fairies were real, you know, and things like that. So I had a lot of different experiences where I was fascinated in different fairy tales. So all of that to me was completely normal. And I also had a weird fascination with when I said Atlantis, um, 
I actually don't mean the movie. I did not know it was a movie until much later in life. And I first learned about it through like the History Channel, you know, people discovering off different coasts of wherever they were to see if they found remnants of Atlantis and being so intrigued by that and then becoming intrigued with dolphins and whales and ocean life. I felt like I had this very big mind and dreaming space for such a little child. So had all these dreams, had all these thoughts, all of these things about magic and what could be or could not be. And I also had some pretty wild dream experiences from this age, like six to 15, especially the dream world has always been my area of expertise. I don't really know why that is, but I have always had visitations from past loved ones that were very not dreamlike. So obviously when I was this young, I had no idea how to explain it other than we were having like my childhood home growing up, I would be having conversations like with my grandma in my kitchen, right? Like they weren't, we were walking together in the park or we were feeding ducks or we were, you know, I was being chased by my grandma. It wasn't anything dreamlike. They were very real experiences just kind of happening. And we were talking about how my mom said that, you know, her own mom had passed, right? Because this was my mom's mom. And I would just get brushed off all the time. Like, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. Or, oh, wow. When in reality, I thought it was so much more like I knew even at this young age, like my grandma was my whole world. And she died only when I was 11 years old. And I had a lot of deaths in such a short amount of time. But any visitations that I had were so very intentional even family that i wasn't that close with i would see my great aunt come and she would just check in or my grandfather who you know i didn't really know that well would have just these moments or words of wisdom to like share with me or share pass on to my family so the world between dreamland and just being a kid with a big imagination and a lot of thoughts about all things magic and folklore and mysteries just fascinated me so much. And I felt like that led a lot to, you know, what I was interested in as a kid. So as a young kid, these things were happening, like even from the most simplest things, say they weren't like dream visitations from past loved ones, even on the most basic spectrum. Like I remember so distinctly being six or seven years old and wanting and having watched a scary movie and so i didn't have any nightmares at night i would say i'm going to dream of being a princess tonight and i would basically what i now know is lucid dreaming i would be very aware of the castle i was creating or what was coming into fruition during the dream was what i was trying to plan and have happen just before falling asleep and it was super powerful and I felt very, um, I didn't feel very validated in these experiences, but that's okay because again, that's like, you know, kid stuff, right? Like kids have different dreams or things like that. So from the ages of as early as I would say five or six to the age of 15, a lot of it was just magic. I believed that magic was very, very without a doubt real in some capacity. And that also the dream world is where I really first got into spirituality without even knowing what that term was or meant. 
So then as we're going into later years of being in high school and through college, like that 15 to 20, 21 years old timeframe is pretty crucial. So I feel like this is where I got really into manifestation. I feel like I learned about the secret at like 15 or 16 years old and my friend introduced it to me and it was very much around positive thinking. Now, looking back today, I see law of attraction in a very different light, but my first introduction to the secret was super young and thinking that I could just put on this positive view of life and it did work. Like I'm not going to knock it for a second. Anything that I had wanted or attracted into my reality was very much from this process of manifestation. So I became obsessed with it and very interested in manifesting, very goal-oriented, very into astrology, just a little bit. Um, But it's where I started to get more interested in learning about people as well, not just myself, but people around me, why people do the things that they do, what... um, inspires people to and motivates them to go after and pursue their dreams all these different cool things and at this time it was so clear that i was high performing overachiever to the max type a perfectionist right so i developed a lot of habits that were good from a student perspective so like i was a good student always did extra credit always you know i joined for clubs, I was always like a president or a vice president, always wanted to be super involved and learn more. I loved my language classes. I loved learning about different cultures and that's where I knew spiritually. I started to get these ties now looking back. I've always been fascinated and interested in, of course, the Italian culture because I am Italian and you know I have family that's from Italy and that language always interested me interested me, but you couldn't take that until high school. So really I had been studying Spanish since I was 13 years old and studied it formally for 12 or 13 years through college. And I always had a fascination with Latin America, with Mexico, with Spain, you know, anything in that region, but mostly Mexico is what I'm going to like for the sake of conversation, keep it grounded with. I realized that these were forms of, I really resonated with the day of the dead. And when we celebrated in school for Spanish class and learned more about the different cultural aspects of these places that were very ancient and tradition and very spiritual and practices as well, I became even more piqued with interest. So things like that always interested me. And that's when now looking back, I have realized that I probably have had a past life in, you know, in Mexico or as a Mexican woman. And I know this mostly because a lot of people have told me different things, right? People that I have seen or people who are clairvoyant have seen me in a past life in Mexico or things like that. Like the Spanish language is very easy for me. Learning about it felt like just simply a remembering, you know, always interested in visiting there and any Spanish speaking culture, you know, country always interested me. So that's where I got to learn a little bit more about other things. Again, without understanding it's tied to spirituality, I'm like, why am I so interested in, you know, Dia de los Muertos and studying Spanish and studying Italian and music from different time periods in 
chorus, you know, I was in a performance choir where you had to like audition to be in it every year. And I loved music from these different time periods, especially like the Latin music that we did. It really felt like a unique remembering. So I am super grateful that my school experience, although it brought out a lot of masculine energy out of me to be this high performing, overachieving type A perfectionist, it also got me to really open my creative mind and explore all these different things from language to music to writing. And I'm forever grateful that I had those experiences, but this is where I really got to tap into things that were genuine passions of mine. And I've always been a writer, always been a creative storytelling type of human. And that's something I knew I was going to pursue in life. So I was very fortunate to know that ultimately I wanted to go pursue journalism, communication, something like that. So there was no question or doubt of what I wanted to do. And from that spiritual experience, I guess you could say, was the first time that I really learned about the law of attraction. And also going into college is when I really had some crazy um, vision board experiences. So the next part of this from 18 to 21, 22 is when I finished. I was only in college for four years. And in that time, I got my master's, a bachelor's, and a minor in my four years time. So instead of doing four years for my undergrad, two years for postgrad to get my master's degree, I did all of that schooling in four years time, but I didn't take any breaks. So I was pretty much in school full time from like 2012 to 2015 when I, 2016 when I graduated. Now, what was amazing about that is that was already like a massive thing in, in and of itself was a vision board experience that I wanted to have. I was very interested in this and that was a way of creatively expressing my goals onto paper with different imagery and i made mine so chill guys like my first vision board if you can picture from back in the day um you know you had like a a wipe off marker board and then the bottom of it was kind of like where you would tack on with thumbtacks with little notes and stuff like that it was like half and half it was the top half was you know a wipe off board and the other half was a cork board that's the word i'm thinking of I would make my little like vision boards on that bottom cork board with quotes and sayings and things that I wanted for myself. And I would also start writing out the things that I wanted for my life, especially in college, because what I wanted out of college was very different from other people. I wanted to be able to graduate in four years with a master's, a bachelor's and a minor. I wanted to be able, in order to do that, you had to have, I think, a hundred hours or 200 hours of service to graduate. So, um, internship experience for being in the journalism school, you always need an internship experience in order to graduate. So getting those 200 hours plus graduating, plus pursuing all the courses. I also wanted to get a study abroad experience in that was goal three. I also wanted to have a paid internship, <laughs> which I'm crazy for thinking such a thing. Like the order, the tall order stack that I had on this vision board was insane. And plus, not to mention that I didn't want to just be an academic person. 
I wanted to also be involved with the newspaper. I wanted to be involved with volunteering on campus. There was a like peer program where you had like a big brother, big sister program. I really wanted to be involved with that. I really wanted to be, you know, have the grades to be in the service fraternity or Phi at a Sigma, which was, you know, if you had a certain GPA, basically uh, just the most crazy audacious goals I wanted to have on here and make that happen. And what ended up happening is that everything came true. Every, every single one of them. I studied abroad one of the summers to get my credits, which propelled me to be able to move forward and start my master's degree my senior year or only my third year of college. I was starting master's degree classes and I was able to do so because I have enough, I had enough credits to be able to start that process. I got a paid internship for two summers working at a local, my local uh, county fair, and I was escorting the media around local media and news organizations to help get them stories and help lead them to the main attractions and events during the day. So I was seeing them on site doing what they do from a reporting standpoint or from putting stories together, whether it was live on the news or otherwise or pre recorded. So that was like a really cool experience. Plus, I had internship experience from creating my own other experiences. So Basically, I saw everything on this vision board become true, like it all happened right down to graduating early. And I became a little bit addicted to that concept. It wasn't just about the goals because granted, I worked so hard to make sure all of those things happen. I'm not going to discredit my effort, my work ethic and my ability but we're talking about something that's almost damn near impossible. Like when, for example, when I had went to one of the deans and went to explain how I wanted to basically do a five or six year program in four years, they kind of laughed at me, like, because it just was never done before. And I had my own motivations for wanting to do it, but ultimately because I was okay with taking the max amount of credits every single semester. And if it also meant that I had to cut into time of not doing certain things that other students did in college that everyone does, like I was okay with that. I was okay of letting that go temporarily to have a more fulfilling goal-oriented experience. Now, of course, like there were times where I did have a regular air quote college life, but on the whole, most of my experience was very like work oriented and, you know, studying oriented and being a good student, getting the internship credits and being involved in as much as that I could be. So basically is during the college experiences where I fell in love with vision boards and I carried that post-grad. So I graduated at 22. I had just turned 22 when I presented my thesis and master's defense, and I already had a job lined up to relocate to Pennsylvania and start my new job a month later. So I was set to go. I knew where I was going to be moving, where I would be living. That all fell into place super quickly. And that was another vision board experience. So I knew I was transitioning away from these college experiences to now having to move to the real world. And that was, you know, moving in with somebody else, um, renting my first townhouse, renting my first place, 
figuring out how to do all of the things from like taking care of myself. Not that I hadn't done that in college, but this is a completely different level to making meals for myself and someone else every single night to balancing a job where I worked more than 40 hours a week. And tying this into spiritually, this is where I realized I became obsessed with the personal development side of things. I was all into from like 22 to 24, I burnt myself out so hard that I can't even describe it to you. I just put my nose to the ground. I'm like, let's work 60 hour weeks. Let's go running three times a week. Let's do P90X. Let's read books. Let's do blogging. I was a blogger at this time. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about sharing that, but that's a different story for a different day. So I was never just doing one thing. I was always a multi-passionate, fiery person. And what I had realized was I was on this track of massive burnout because of personal development and self-help and reading all the books and doing all of the things that I really lost touch with myself, but I was accomplishing a lot. So I was doing well with work. I was doing well health-wise. You know, I was starting to make some friends in the real world after, you know, having this job in a place where I didn't grow up and moving away while still visiting home, having traveling experiences. But I really realized around 24 that I wanted more for myself. So I left this one job and decided to pursue something that felt more aligned. And at the time that was moving to the nonprofit world. And I thought, you know, this is kind of like a lateral move, but it felt good to know that I was going to be helping people. And little did I know that it would actually lead to even more burnout and lack of fulfillment because of just the structure and the life and world of nonprofits. It's not really based and catered to supporting the employees. It really is all about the mission and vision, but not about supporting you know, your mental health kind of goes out the window. Your overall health and wellness goes out the window. Pretty much it's just how much money can you make for us this year and move on to the next year and hopefully make more money there. So really I was in this chase of trying to improve and get better and grow professionally and personally. And I became so burned out and had my first real experience of just kind of like crashing and burning at like 24 even within a year, I had these massive life movements and changes from buying a house to getting married to getting our first puppy and training her to having my biggest career year yet as far as a busy, packed work year. And that's when I realized I needed some help to really get myself grounded. So I started therapy around 24 and Within therapy, changing jobs, getting out of that headspace, moving on to something else, I had realized super quickly that that job in the nonprofit world was also not going to be for me. So within a few months of knowing that, I already started looking for other jobs. I'm like, okay, this is going to not work out. I wanted to make it work. And I started, well, I knew I might not be able to take a job right away because there just wasn't a lot of opportunities at this time. This was 2019. Uh, so I really got back on focusing on myself where I could. I really started to set boundaries for the first time at like 24. 
For example, if I didn't want to go to an after hours event or do networking or do something that really wasn't in my job description, I said no. I started really getting into yoga, meditation, readings, Reiki, all kind of happened around this time. And I realized how out of touch I was with myself. And I started the the shift from personal development and being on this massive um, chase and masculine energy really shifted to this like gentle, take care of yourself, breathe, stop running, stop doing P90X, stop forcing yourself to do all of these things that are so high energy and intense and let's slow down for the first time. It's also where my mental health definitely took like a little bit of a decline, but I was still committed to like working on myself. And in 2019, around this time, very quickly, my dad had unexpectedly and very quickly passed away the day after Christmas. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about that whole experience. I feel like that could be its own episode in and of itself, but that propelled my need to dive into my spiritual self infinite times more. It was way steps and leaps and bounds beyond. It was way more than law of attraction, manifesting your dream life, creating your reality, all of this other things. It was, this was an existential crisis (laughs) and how can I navigate it? And within that same time, you know, I had started taking care of myself more months prior to that. I had really started every day meditating every day or every other day practicing yoga, really getting into the practice of slowing down. I was journaling like a fiend to learn about myself and to open myself up to learning about my soul and what I truly wanted out of life. And between that, some health things going on, we're entering 2020 and this is when the whole world falls apart. So while the world's falling apart, and everyone is struggling with their own things of just staying inside. I'm grieving alone, going through a real health crisis, a mental health crisis, and losing friends on top of that and losing my support system around me. And I realized at that time when I left the nonprofit to go to another job, that was definitely a step in the right direction, but not exactly quite it. I had just bounced from a semi-toxic job to a more toxic job to a less toxic job, but probably still not the best fit. I'm like, what is wrong with me? And how can I make this less about my job and more about what my purpose is? And that was the first time I ever leaned into what am I here to do? What lights me up and finds fulfillment for me? And I became In early, late 2019, early 2020, I became a different level of intrigued with souls, soul calling, soul purpose, learning about reincarnation, learning about different lifetimes and traveling, astral projection, lucid dreaming, you name it, anything and anything under the sun from that is under the spiritual realm. This is when I had this awakening that I'm just not a person who is here to function and do a job and work until I die. And I am a eternal, cosmic, infinite being 
who is temporarily living this one human experience and the expression of Kiara. And what can I do to make sure that she feels seen, heard, loved, safe, fulfilled, and joyful? So while the world was kind of locked away and going through this process of what 2020 was, I was diving so deep into everything spiritual that I could get my hands on. Everything under the sun that is a spiritual awakening is what I felt like I was going through. And it felt really good. I felt like I was finally finding my footing through the massive unexpected loss, through a massive horrific, you know, mental or sorry, health diagnosis to mental health struggles to losing friends unexpectedly from all of these changes that were going on in life that were completely out of my control. But putting myself through this crumbling experience ultimately led to like a a rebirth, right? It almost led to like a regeneration. And it's funny because I actually have that card pulled um, recently for a reading that I had done for myself is the regeneration card is, you know, it's second chance. It's a new opportunity. And I really started to finally feel that even though it was at the lowest low that I felt like I was at. So I get this job and I'm there for a year and unexpectedly things kind of like take a turn and I'm hiding away my spiritual self at this time too i also realize that i am so deeply fascinated with the world of purpose and soul purpose life purpose how you can kind of come into alignment with what truly fills you up and brings you joy and create abundance around that thing just sparked so much interest in me in 2020 and i felt like that same thing is kind of still happening now a lot of people are interested in purpose and alignment and abundance and they're kind of becoming buzzwords right now but you know ultimately for me it it came from a place of I truly didn't know what else to do but turn inward to myself I didn't have anyone around me to help me I lost my support system my support system that was my family was also grieving and they were grieving in their own way They didn't have the space or capacity or time to be there for me. And the other people around me had not experienced anything similar except for my best friend. You know, thankfully, I had a person to turn to who really understood what I was going through with unexpected loss and losing my dad. So I really only had one person that I felt like I could go to during this time and still it was coupled with so many other things that were mental health oriented and health oriented and again that could all be topics for later you know contemplation but in the midst of all this i was watching the videos reading dolores cannon i was learning and meditating and connecting with spirit guides and doing readings for myself consistently, trying to channel, trying to be super mindful of what was going on in the dream world for myself. I had some crazy wild dream experiences and all good and beautiful, but just there were so many things that I was open to for the first time because of this horrible thing that had happened. And really all of this soul wisdom, it really felt like a remembering And that's when I knew that it was so much more than just the little things of breadcrumbs throughout my life that led me to where I'm at. 
from being interested in the lost city of Atlantis to being interested in the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and magic. And if I was a magical creature or person as a five or six year old girl, they were all part of such a bigger part of my existence from lifetimes and lifetimes of experiences. So after deep diving into all of the things, doing past life regressions, doing sound healing, doing therapy, doing Reiki, doing tapping, ETF, you, know, you name it, I was dabbling in it. I was dabbling in astral projection and lucid dreaming. I was dabbling in connecting with spirit guides, any form of healing that I could do. I was interested in it. I was reading the books on books on books with spiritual learning and everything to do with purpose and to do with even witchcraft, astrology. I was deep in it, y'all, for like the last two years. I would say really a year and a half is when I've like dedicated so much of my time to it while also getting certified as a coach to help other people who were help, you know, struggling through, in my mind, what I believe my coaching certification has allowed me to do is how to support people and hold space for people who are experiencing an existential crisis or experiencing for maybe the first or the eighth time that they don't know what makes them feel fulfilled. They don't know what their unique success looks like. They're going based off of the lifestyle of other people on the internet, but they have no idea what truly brings them joy or makes them feel fulfilled and loved and seen and heard and connected. So that's what inspired me to pursue a coaching certification and do that work. And after nine plus months of training and getting my hours and learning and getting that process, I started the Spiritual Hype Woman account in 20. 20 was it or 2021 2020 Uh, or i'm sorry 2021 because i feel like it was march of 2021 yes that would make sense so march of 2021 is when i started the spiritually spiritual hype woman account and then i kept pursuing that along with my coaching certification and then i started taking on clients and still dabble in you know working through readings and all of my other learning And now we're a year and change in, and now I have a podcast launch. So that all being said, that was a lot to cover in just such a short amount of time. But really what I think the main themes of my spiritual journey can be connected back to was when I look back now, everything makes so much sense. It wasn't weird that I thought, or that I believed in magic as a little girl. It wasn't weird that I had all of these unique interests and fascinations with different places. Um, My other one that carried out throughout my entire life was like England. I was always obsessed and interested with England, loved the accent, loved the culture, the vibe of England. And it turns out that I've had a past life there. And same thing with Ireland, even though I'm not Irish or English, you know, I've had these ties to the UK as a whole, and it seems as though I've had quite a few past lives there, which is very fascinating. But I think the main themes are everything makes sense. It all connects. And if I draw back to the things when I was just an innocent, fun-loving, open mind and heart little girl, I had this big crazy audacious personality who was just so filled with love and life 
and I was willing to explore anything that could be explored. I'm an adventurer at heart, whether it's in the learning world, the dream world, the spiritual realms, all of it fascinated me as young as six years old. So it felt right and felt normal now looking back that I went through this process of in high school and college being this overachieving, high-performing, perfectionist, type A type of student, I had to go through that and be in the masculine to crumble and kind of have this breakdown of burnt out, being completely burnt out and feeling lost and confused. Like I had my life together and everyone says I have it together, but I don't feel like I have it together to let myself soften and open myself up to space and quiet and contemplation and reflection and learn more about myself and learn more about what brought me joy. It's really been an entire lifetime up to this point of an evolutionary process. And that's what I think is so beautiful is we think something, just one incident happens and yep, you've had your spiritual awakening, here it goes. But really it's been an awakening from the very beginning. I just didn't know it until I look back and kind of connect the common thread between all of life's events, between, you know, having visitations from my family members at such a young age to being interested in manifestation and having all of my vision board manifestations come true and come into fruition to learning what now feels like remembering all of the spiritual context clues and things that I learned about soul missions and reincarnation just felt like a remembering more than learning for the first time. So in a nutshell, in the most condensed but still open-ended way that I could share. That is how I got involved in the world of spirituality and why I've been so interested in all of the things. It's because it's opened my mind more than anything else in the world. It has kept me very compassionate of other people's experiences. It has humbled me in more ways than one to realize that we are part of something so much bigger that's leaps and bounds of what we could ever fathom. And that to remember to always choose love above all else, because even for yourself, because ultimately you are so much more than just a human being. You're so much more than your flesh and bone. You have an infinite cosmic soul that is made from the dust of stars. And that is such a beautiful thing. And it's crazy to me now, even when I struggle with self-love for myself every now and then, baffles me that some people struggle to see how fucking amazing they are when you're made from the same matter and atoms that stars are made out of you are so brilliant and beautiful and you think that you're just this little microscopic meaningless person that lives on earth with billions of other humans but you are so much more than that you have such a beautiful purpose simply for existing on this earth and i hope you realize that because that's something my spiritual journey has taught me is to not let that inflate my ego but to remind myself that we all play a really important role here and we're here for a reason and we're here to do something that only we can do and the simple act of existing and living through this human experience is a purpose in and of itself I hope this resonates. Please let me know about your spiritual journey. 
please tell me what thoughts come up for you. If this is something that you haven't experienced yet, if you're new to your spiritual awakening and want me to dive more into the spiritual awakening process, I would love to have an episode on that. Um, but please share with me at spiritual hype woman on Instagram. That's all lowercase, all one word, no spaces, no dashes, no dots. And let me know what you guys have been going through and what came up for you in this episode. As always, I am rooting for you. I love you. And I hope you have an amazing day. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Spiritually Hyped Podcast. I cannot wait to see you next time for another transformational chat. If you want to connect on Instagram, you can follow me at Spiritual Hype Woman, all one word, and let me know what you would like to talk about next when it comes to spirituality. Thanks for being here.